What's up, everybody? Welcome back to more Shooting the Schmidt. I am your host, Jonathan Smith, and we got a great show planned up for you today. It's going to be really good. It's Wednesday. Well, I'm, I'm recording this Tuesday night, but when this comes out, it'll come out on Wednesday. And so, Monday Night Football was last night. No surprise there. Green Bay runs through the Lions, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. We have the NFL Elite Eights, top eight teams in the NFL. And then we're going to close it out with one of my personal favorite segments that I've ever done. I did this last year. We're going to do Jonathan, Jonathout. And if you're new to the show, you know, if this is the first time you've listened in the past probably about year, then I, I did this last year with Colt, a really good buddy of mine. You know, one of my favorite segments to do, so... Stick around for that. It's going to be really good. Now let's get into this Monday Night Football recap, right? So I told you guys, all right, do not sell your stock on Aaron Rodgers. Everybody was going crazy, you know, after they get boat raced by the New Orleans Saints and Jameis Winston and Sean Payton and those guys. Everybody's freaking out, going crazy. Now, I will admit the defense needs help, okay? Zadarius Smith on the IR does not help them. He's one of their better pass rushers. The defense needs help, but man, that offense. Man, that offense can put up some points. Aaron Rodgers was throwing darts last night. The third touchdown pass he threw, where he put it right by the linebacker's ear, just absolutely ridiculous. After he completed that third touchdown pass, at that point he had more touchdown passes than he did in completions. He's just, he's so good, right? And just the idea that he would quit on his team was just, it was ridiculous. Like, okay, you're right. Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to be in Green Bay anymore. Aaron Rodgers wants to be moved. But here's the thing. If you want to be traded or signed to a new team in the offseason, then why would he want to play bad? It just doesn't make any sense. Okay, if... Like, put yourself in a general manager's shoes, okay? Would you personally want to trade trade for or sign a quarterback that didn't play well the year before? I mean, sure you might because it's Aaron Rodgers, but you're not going to pay him as much if he didn't play well the previous year. And at the end of the day, that's really what drives these NFL guys, okay? They want to get paid, and they want to win. And, yeah, like, just the idea that Aaron Rodgers would give up and quit on his teammates I thought was just absolutely ridiculous. Now, let's let's touch on the Lions real quick. Let's be honest here. Lions have a long way to go, okay? They have a lack of talent everywhere except for the offensive line. I do like their offensive line. You know, they drafted P- Penny Sewell this year with their first-round pick. Looks like he's going to be a really good left tackle for them. Frank Ragno, the center, is one of the best centers in the league. I like the offensive line, but let's be honest, they got to upgrade at quarterback. You know, Jared Goff's solid, good, not great. I like DeAndre Swift. They don't have as many weapons on the outside, obviously, with losing Kenny Galladay to the Giants this previous offseason. And, yes, like they, they've got a long way to go. The defense didn't look great either. They've got a long way to go. Matt Campbell, good luck. Good luck. It's going to be a long road back to prominence for the Detroit Lions. And, yeah, there's really nothing else to really say about it. So we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to get into the NFL Elite Eight, top eight teams in the NFL. And there's been a lot of movement, so I'm looking forward to unveiling 
that list to y'all. So we're going to take a short break, and then we'll be right back with more Shooting the Schmidt. And we're back with more Shooting the Schmidt. going to get into the NFL Elite Eight. And I, this is one of my favorite things that I do all week. And so yeah, let's just get right into it. At number eight, I've got the Buffalo Bills. They looked so much better this week playing against the Miami Dolphins. They shut them out, right? Whereas last year, you know, the big question with the Bills was that defense. Obviously, the defense showed up this week. Now, I know Tua got hurt early. I don't care. It is ridiculously hard to shut anybody out in the NFL. I don't care who it is. And I was really impressed with the Bills. Josh Allen showed up and showed out. The Bills have now won six in a row against Miami. And as great as Brian Flores is, he cannot figure out how to stop Josh Allen. They ran the ball extremely well, and they committed to the run. They ran the ball 30 times. They were much more balanced this week. They ran it 30 times, only threw it 33. So yeah, much more balanced this week out of the offense, which I really liked to see. And yes, I was really impressed with this Bills defense. I thought that they played extremely well. They they forced a turnover. They got after the quarterback. They had six sacks on the game. And that like that was the problem with the Bills last year. They really struggled to get pressure with four. And so seeing some flashes of that against the Miami Dolphins team, whose offensive line isn't great, but still this is this is good signs, you know, for, for things to come. So really impressed with the Bills this week. And number seven, I have the Browns. Baker Mayfield's played really well to start the year. Once again, he's not Elite, elite, you know, they only threw the ball 21 times. They ran it 34, and that's what this team does. They run the ball extremely well. Nick Chubb had a day, 11 carries from 95 yards and a touchdown. Ridiculous. Obviously, Kareem Hunt, they have the best one-two punch at tailback in the NFL. And, yeah, like, this is a really tough Browns team. The, the defense, the defense is really good. It's improved a lot. They went out, in addition to Miles Garrett, they now went out and signed Jadavion Clowney. And, you know, Donovan's Peoples-Jones is a receiver who's kind of emerging on the outside. We still haven't even seen them play with Odell Beckham Jr. yet. He's still a little banged up. But, yeah, I've been really – I was really impressed with this Cleveland team. You know, they they looked good last week, you know, against the the Chiefs as well. So, seeing them continue the good play against a not very good Houston Texans team. So, yeah, so they come in at – Number seven. And number six, I have the Seahawks. Got to be able to finish games. They outplayed the Titans for for most of the game, really, especially, you know, in that first half. You know, they went in, they went into halftime with a pretty sizable lead, going up 24-9. to nine. Going into the half at 24-9. to nine, Had an awful second half. Didn't score at all in the third. Only put up six points in the fourth. And then obviously failed to score in overtime. Gave up 21 points. Got to play better in, in the second half. Russell Wilson did Russell Wilson things. He was still fantastic. He was sacked three times, though. The offensive line's been a question there for a while. They didn't run the ball super well. Only rushed for 77 yards. That's, you know, a problem as well. And, yeah, so as great as the Seattle team looked this week, last week, you know, they definitely showed some holes in their offense this week. So, you know, they've got some things definitely to work on. But this is still a really good Seattle team. Like, don't... Like, make no mistake, sure, they had one bad half and it ended up costing them a game, but, you know, there's still 15 games left. This Seahawks team's going to be fine. Yeah, so, yeah, still really love this this Seahawks team. At number five, I have the Ravens. 
They beat the Chiefs 36-35. to They looked good. Golly, man, they looked good. I probably have them low. I'm just a little apprehensive. Because even though they won, I didn't feel like they played great. You know, obviously they ran the ball extremely well, running for over 250 yards. I think that they're just a tough matchup for the Chiefs. So, yeah, I want to see a little bit more from them, especially with, you know, the new running backs. I know, like I said, they ran for over over 250 yards. But the Chiefs, Chiefs run defense isn't great. Lamar Jackson was... Obviously, he was good enough to win, eighteen to twenty-six. He threw two picks, two bad interceptions. One, one was a pick-six. He missed Hollywood Brown deep a couple times. I just, I just want to see a little bit more from Baltimore before I really kind of start riding high on them. I want to see them play against some teams that can really defend the run, and and then we'll kind of have a better idea of where the Ravens at. Ravens are at in terms of what kind of noise they can make this year. Number four, I have the 49ers, and this is, man, I really love this 49ers team. I know they they didn't look great against the Eagles, but man, that defense, man, that defense is good. Holding Philly to only 11 points, really impressed with them. Jimmy G was efficient, that's probably the best word for him, 22 of 30 for 189 yards and a touchdown. You know, they didn't really push the ball super deep a ton, and yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, you know, he played well enough to win. They didn't run the ball super well. That, that's why they struggled to put up points. Only averaged a little over three yards a carry. Debo Samuel continues to be nothing short of spectacular. And he was great in week one. He was great this week as well. And, yeah, like this this 49ers team, golly, they are, they are so for real. They are so for real. This defense with Fred Warner and, all these other guys, man, it's it's a really good defense. That's why I have them as high as I have them. And Mike Shanahan, like those are the two reasons. This defense and Mike Shanahan, yeah, absolutely love this, this 49ers team. Number three, I have the Chiefs. I know what you're saying. Jonathan, they lost to the Ravens. So how can you have them higher than the Ravens and everything like that? Now, we all know, obviously, what happened in that Sunday night football game. The Chiefs get the ball. They're moving it, and then Clyde Edwards-Alaire fumbles the ball. Make no mistake, if that fumble doesn't happen, the Chiefs are marching it down the field, kicking a field goal, and and they win that game. Now, obviously, you know that's not what happened, and you can play the what-if game. And really, just about any game, you know, like what if Tua doesn't get hurt against Miami? You know, what if, you know, this doesn't happen? Like, like Like, you can do that, but it was pretty obvious. Like, Kansas City was moving the football. This is still... Probably the best offense in the league. You know, they they need to make some improvements on the defensive side of the ball. Even though, you know, they, they had they did force a couple turnovers against Baltimore. But yeah, this is like the Chiefs are still a top three team in the NFL. Make no mistake about it. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and then they've got a couple stars on the defensive side of the ball. So yeah, this this Chiefs team still extremely extremely talented. Number two, I have the Buccaneers. You know they absolutely showed up on Sunday and boat raced the Falcons, forty-eight to twenty-five. Not much of a surprise. I mean, Tom Brady was Tom Brady. He threw five touchdown passes. The defense picked off Matt Ryan three times. Look, they're the defending Super Bowl champions, and you can say that across the board because they brought back all twenty-two starters. Like I said, they were really impressive on Sunday, and this Falcons team, man, they're bad. They're just, they're not very good. Kyle Pitts had a good day, though. You know, he had had 
five receptions for 73 yards. So it's nice getting to see Kyle Pitts get get some touches and things of that nature. And then at number one, I have the Los Angeles Rams. You know, they sneak out a victory over the Colts. I believe it was 27-24. They end up winning by three. And, man, Matt Stafford in this offense, he's going to be awesome. You know, 19-30, 278 yards, two touchdowns. He, he did throw a pick, but, you know, it's fine. It happens. Only sacked once. The offensive line's doing a good job of giving him time. And, look, we know with Sean McVay, they're going to run the ball well. They, they ran it for over 100 yards. Cooper Cup, you know, he's got to be loving this new quarterback, man. He's He had another big week, nine receptions, 100, 163 yards. And two touchdowns. They've got guys on the outside. They run the ball well. Matt Stafford fits the offense and what Sean McVay wants to do. We know what they have on defense. And, you know, the best defensive player in football in Aaron Donald. Probably the best corner in football in Jalen Ramsey. He had a pick. I mean, look, this is, they look to me through two weeks like the best team in the NFL. Now, look, this stuff changes all the time. You know, they may drop to two or three. I don't know who they play this next week, but. You know, they may come out and get boat raised, and they drop, right? So it's still early. You know, teams are still figuring out what they have. They're making adjustments. But yeah, so far, man, I really like this Rams team. I don't think that there's too, too many teams that are, that are as complete as they are. The Buccaneers probably are as complete as the Rams. But outside of that, offense, defense, able to run the ball and throw it with weapons on the outside. I mean, there's there may be one other team out there. I can't really think of. I wouldn't really put the Chiefs in the same category because of the lack of defensive presence, especially stopping the run. Whereas, you know, the Rams and Buccaneers, they can do it all. So we're going to take a short break. And then we, when we come back, we're closing it out with Jonathan, Jonathan, Bryce Burris from the Too Many Audibles podcast is going to come on with me to do that segment. So I'm looking forward to having him on. And yeah, it's going to be great. So we're going to take a short break and then we'll be back with more Shooting the Schmidt. And we're back with more shooting the Schmidt. I am joined by the one and only Bryce of the Too Many Audibles podcast. What's up, buddy? Man, you didn't have to hype me up like that now. Uh, <laughs> no, dude, I'm pumped to be on. I always love getting on talking with you. You know your stuff, that's for sure. And, you know, you really, stepped, you really stepped up your game. I'm not trying to step on here and hype you up, but you've really stepped up your game as of late. And I'm just excited to pick apart your mind and everything you have to say about the NFL world. And going over the topic list you have for me tonight, I gotta say I'm excited, dude. I'm I'm ready to hear what you have to say, and hopefully, uh, hopefully I don't go too off the wire with what I have to say. So thanks for having me on, my friend. Honestly, the more off the wire, the better. Honestly, okay, I I can do that. <laughs> I can work with that. Sounds good. So for those of y'all who don't know what we're doing, this is Jonathan Jonathout. So we're gonna go through every single undefeated team left in the NFL, teams that are two and zero. Because the thing is. Like you can be two and zero and be really really good, or you can be like the Bears last year, start off two and zero, and end up not making the playoffs. So basically, we're going through. We're going to say if we're in or if we're out on these teams that are two and zero, and our definition of in or out, so to speak, is is this team going to make the playoffs? So we're going to start in the AFC West with the Las Vegas Raiders, who have looked really good. And yeah. I'll let you go first here with the Raiders. Are you you in or out? Dude, I'm Jonathan on the Raiders, and I think I think you you can't say they haven't played anybody. 
They looked very impressive in week one. They beat the Steelers week two. And the storyline that I've been following all season is the Raiders have weapons. And going into this offseason, I was like, man, getting rid of Rodney Hudson, you know, their star-studded offensive lineman. And, you know, John Gruden and Mike Mayock, they have all the tools to be successful. But just like, when are they going to put it together? And they're finally starting to look looked apart you know that Derek Carr led offense is looking great and that I mean that defense isn't a slouch either the defense is very methodical with who they've gotten over the last several years it's kind of been a common trend of getting guys from like Alabama Clemson mainly you seeing guys like that playing and I, I think the Raiders man if they can if they can convince me week three I, I think I mean I don't really think they can get too tripped up going into you know the playoffs this year. I, I I like the Raiders a lot this season. So for me, I am I am I'm Jonathan on Ooh. the Raiders, and here's here's why. So I like everything you said. The Raiders look good. Derek Carr looks really good. John Gruden has done so much for him. You know the improvements that he's made over the past few years. But they're not going to win their division because I think that you and I would both agree that the Chiefs are probably going to win the AFC West. Yeah. I really like this Chargers team, and I like them to finish second in the division. So I think that the Raiders kind of fall off somewhere around week eight, week nine, kind of like they did last year because they they started really well last year. They didn't finish super strong. So I'm interested to see. They've got a pretty tough test coming up against the Dolphins, especially if if Tua plays. But you're right. like this This was definitely the hardest one to pick just because, like I said, I really like the Chargers, and obviously, you know, who doesn't like the Chiefs? I, I know they lost on Sunday night in an awesome game. But I just I don't see them finishing any higher than third in their division. And it's really hard to make it as a wild card team when you finish third in your division. Even though, looking at their schedule, it's not super tough. They've got the Dolphins this week, the Chargers next. And then the Bears, that's a winnable game. Mm-hmm. The Broncos, who we'll, we'll get to here in a minute. The Eagles, that's obviously winnable. Giants, that's winnable. They get the Chiefs, and then Bengals, Cowboys, Washington football team, Chiefs again. Like they've got a very favorable schedule, but I I still like the Chiefs and the Chargers more. So I I would take both of those teams both of those teams to make the playoffs out of the AFC West. Yeah, I mean I definitely agree. Um, so far, like I mean I have a lot of praise for their defense, but you know on the flip side of it, they're Kind of for the first two weeks, they've shown that they're susceptible to the big play. And they really have to refine their pass rush more. Yannick Ngakwe, hard name to pronounce, and Max Crosby have been getting at it. But, you know, yeah, they, they, need to, they need to keep that prolonged throughout the season. You know, when, De- when Derek Carr, even though he's kind of shown us that, you know, it's working so far for the first two weeks, when he ultimately slips up, which I think he will because I'm still not – 100% sold on him, you know, you're going to need that defense to step up. And like you said, if if the defense has a lackluster game against the guys like the Chiefs or the Chargers, you know, I'm not going to rely on Derek Carr to win me a ball game every single time. You know, that defense is going to have to put forth effort like the offense has so far through the first two weeks. And so, you know, I just I just think the way it works is that, you know, they'll, they'll sneak in, you know, I – for future reference, I mean, I wouldn't be totally surprised if they don't make the playoffs, you know, because John Gruden has kind of been unpredictable so far when it comes to coaching. But, 
you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they find a way to sneak into that, you know, seventh spot that they have a lot for the playoffs. So, you know, I'm I'm excited. It, it's it's fun to see the Raiders be good. You know, we'll see how this unfolds throughout the season. I totally agree. So, what do you think they they finish at record wise? I think I would say a solid. You know, I would go nine and eight or ten and seven. Just based off of what we've seen so far, you know, like I was kind of saying, these next couple weeks will be the tell-all. And if you know, if they can show that they've been, if they can show consistency, like we've seen through the first two weeks, you know, I don't really see them kind of slowing down throughout the season. And um, you know, I just think, I think kind of that middle of the season pack of all the teams they're playing, the the you know the better teams once the season unfolds, that's when we get challenging. So you need to stack the wins now. You know, you need to get a head start. You need to get a couple good key wins in the next few weeks and get ahead early. And you know, because once that middle of the season turns, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a hard uh, task to pull. So I, I could definitely see them going nine and eight. You know, barely sneaking in, or maybe heck, even a ten and seven. I don't. I think. I think 11 wins is their absolute ceiling. I don't think they go above that. Yeah, I, I agree, and I, I like the 9-8 and eight number. And I just don't know if that makes the playoffs at 9-8. and eight. I think that they would have to get to at least 10, maybe 11, in order to make it, but it, it'll definitely be interesting. Yeah. So let's move on to the Broncos, who are also in the, the AFC West. They're 2-0. and Teddy Bridgewater looks good. I, I do want to say that before I say that I'm out on them. And they're much better this year. You know, I did um, an over-under episode with my buddy Colt, and I had them hitting their over, which I think was set at like 8.5. I definitely think that this is a team that finishes the year with a winning record. Yeah. But really for the same reasons that I was out on the Raiders, I'm out on the Broncos. I just don't think that a team that finishes third in their division is going to make – Yeah. The um the the playoffs. So even though like once again like this is another team with a favorable schedule. You know the AFC West got matched up with with the NFC East this year, which obviously is going to lighten anybody's schedule, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. So uh, but this is a really fun team to watch. Vic Fangio finally has a quarterback. You know I've liked him and what he does defensively for a long time. And you know Teddy Bridgewater isn't even, you know, an elite level guy. Like, imagine if, you know, they'd been able to pull off a trade for Aaron Rodgers or somebody. Ooh. But I, I really like I really like this Broncos team. But with everything kind of going on and just who's in their division, I, I don't think that they make the playoffs, so I'm out. Yeah. I mean, just piggybacking off of that, I'm out too. Um, even though Teddy Bridgewater uh Bridgewater is showing me this season. You know, none of which he showed me last season when he's playing for my Panthers. He looks way more comfortable in the system, the Vic Fangio system that you're talking about. And he he's I mean, when do we start the Teddy Bridgewater MVP talk, Jonathan? Like when is that gonna start? First <laughs> first two weeks he's had, you know, he's he ranks second in ESPN's QBR rank rankings at the moment through two weeks. I mean, obviously two weeks. You gotta pump the brakes on that. But from what he's shown us so far, he's hitting guys like Noah Fant. You know, guys like that, he, he's really spreading the ball, getting creative with it. I love the rookie running back, Javante Williams. He's look, he, Him and Melvin Gordon, they're going to get a lot of splits, a lot of carries, you know, in this offense. And so even though they're exciting through the first two weeks, I think it finally catches up to them. And, you know, I love Bridgewater as a guy. Like, you got to love his story coming back from what he did. But, you know, if I mean, I wouldn't say the Carolina Panthers offense is, you know, is worse than the Broncos offense, you know, and 
with a guy with the team he had last year. He didn't seem like he could really make it work that often. And so I just I just got to wonder if he'll catch up to him, you know, and we'll start to see wear and tear throughout the season and the old Bridgewater because Bridgewater's never been the barn, you know, burner type of guy where he'll just be like, man, did you see that Bridgewater highlight? Did you see that yeah. throw? You know, he he's always been to me like – a game manager that can make plays when he needs to, not like one of those guys that just separates his name. But I mean, so far he's kind of he's kind of got me like looking over a little bit over my shoulder. But I, I'm still out on the Broncos. You know, healthy Von Miller's back, so that's that bodes well for them. But you know, other than that, I just I just don't think they're set up for success throughout the season. Yeah, that's that's totally fair. I'm with you on the Bridgewater thing. He's definitely played better so far this year than what you know he's kind of been known for but I think that you know the real story with the Broncos is this defense is really good it was really good last year and they've got weapons on the outside obviously you know Jerry Judy's hurt right now but outside of that I know you already mentioned Noah Fant who's a great young tight end and yeah but I mean it's it really sucks because I really wanted to be in on this team but yeah it's just they're just in a, a a tough division right now so yeah and I love What's, I love Patrick Sertan too. Seeing that pick he had, oh yeah, seeing that pick awesome. he had last week, it's like, you know, he's gonna he's gonna be a great cornerback for many years to come. And you know, he they finally kind of have that difference maker in the secondary now. And I, I like Brad yeah. I like Bradley Chubb a lot too. Uh, he was vicious at NC State. He did his thing. So I mean, the Broncos defense they're no pushover. They'll they'll do what they need to do to you know make it a challenging game for their opponent, but. You know, it just really boils down to me for the offense, seeing how Teddy Bridgewater can go throughout the season and if he can keep it up, if he can stay, you know, healthy, if he can do what he needs to do. So we'll we'll just have to see. I am excited though about what the Broncos bring to the table. It's it's always fun when they're good. Oh, for sure, for sure. So let's move to the NFC South. We'll start with the Buccaneers and we'll get to your Panthers here in a minute. Let's just like cut straight to it. We're, we're in. Okay, they look unstoppable on offense the the defense is really good again right you know they've all had a year to kind of play together they bring back all 22 starters from last year Mm. it's Tom Brady I mean like what what else do do we really need to say I think you know we're both pretty clearly in on the Buccaneers yeah I am I'm I'm all in on the Bucs again this year I mean I would not be surprised if they run it back like you said all 22 returning starters with AB, AB being the last guy to return, and he, he decided to. And I wouldn't go as far to say, you know, after week two, we're seeing prime AB, but after watching him week one, AB, man, he looks stout. And Gronk, Gronk has been doing his thing this season, too. You know, I wish I would have gotten him in fantasy the way he's playing. He's looking great. <laughs> and, you know, that defense, too, they gave me a scare when they played the Cowboys week one that – that normally stout secondary, you know, with Murphy bunting and guys like that. But, you know, Dak, Dak was kind of carving him up a little bit. But in a division where you have Jameis Winston throwing pick after pick, I don't think that's solved. With Sam Darnold, I mean, who I love personally, but, you know, I, we've played the Jets and we've played, we've played the Saints in the first two weeks. We'll see if he can be the change that we need. And with the terrible Falcons, dude, I don't see how they don't sleepwalk into the playoffs. Yeah, with their 
eyes closed and an arm tied behind their back. I love Bruce Arians as a coach. I love Todd Bowles as a coach. They're a great team. And, you know, anytime you return starters, you know, you're going to be good. But anytime you return yeah. all the starters, man, ooh, I like the Bucks a lot. Oh, for sure. I like the Bucks a lot. Yeah, and going back to that week one game, so at – after week one, so every week after all the games were played, I rank the top eight teams in the NFL, just like the top quarter of the league. And I had the the Buccaneers at, at two or three. I, I believe I had them at two. And, you know, I, I ran them by my, my buddy before I, I, I put off the podcast, and he asked me why. If you can turn the ball over four times in a game in the NFL and win, I don't care who you're playing. That is insanely impressive and I think that's part of the reason why the Buccaneers struggled on defense is just because they're on the field so much yeah. and let's be honest like the Cowboys they've got a lot of weapons on, on that offense so yeah but you're right though I think that if there is any area to be of concern with the Buccaneers it's definitely the back end of that defense because man that front seven is def- definitely top five in the league it, it may be the actually I don't, I don't know if it's the best front seven in the league but it's really good but yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like Buccaneers, they they should sleepwalk through this division. Yeah, I'm a huge fan for all the reasons that you mentioned. I'm a huge fan of Shaq Barrett and uh, and Dominican Sue. Like you know, those guys just cornerstones on that defense. And front seven, like you just said, front seven, they're gonna do their thing. They're gonna do what they need to do week in and week out to you know make make the their opponent just sweat and stay up at night. Like this defense is great. And Brady, dude, he, I mean. He's got a lot left in the tank, it seems like. You know, like I saw a tweet yes, I saw a tweet the other day, best young quarterbacks, you know, Herbert, Mahomes, and then they threw Brady in there. Like he's he's just doing his thing. Brady Brady's gonna keep being great. So Bucks, I, I'm putting a lot of money on the Bucks to, you know, go deep this year, if not win at all. For sure, for sure. So let's get to your Panthers. This is the team that I've been waiting to talk mm. about because before the year started I was like, this is a, this is a team that could very well make the playoffs, yeah. and I think that they will. I'm I'm in on the Panthers. I've loved Sam Darnold since he was a prospect. You know, I've just taken everything he's done wrong and just been like, it's Adam Gase's fault. <laughs> so far, that's how I've been too. Through these, and so far through you know these first two weeks, you know he's gotten with Matt Rule and Joe Brady, these two brilliant offensive minds, and he's looked great. The first half this last week against the Saints, who have a good defense, he was flawless, man. I, I went. He's he's my starting quarterback on my fantasy football team. Yeah, and I'm looking down, man. He's he threw for like 220 yards and two touchdowns in the first half. He's looked really good to start the year. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. It, this is a hard one for me, Jonathan, because I won't really know where we stand until we play the Cowboys in Week Four. We have the Texans this week. You know, Davis Mills is starting. Rookie quarterback on a four a four day notice, you know, playing. I don't know how that's gonna go. I think we're gonna just, you know, kill them. But like you said, Sam Darnold, he's looking nice. And anytime a guy like him is he's younger than uh, Joe Burrow with, you know, twice as many games played as him, you know, yeah. He steps into this offense with Matt Rule and Joe Brady. You can just dump passes off to McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson, and DJ Moore on either side. You know, you got Terrence Marshall Jr. you're throwing to now. And it surely does help that the defense is playing lights out. Brian Burns is on a tear this season. You know, I love this defense, man. They they just look legit. JC Horn, great corner. I mean, him and Sertan are just neck and neck right now for me. They're both tearing it up in the league so far. 
I just don't know. I right now, personally, just the with the I'm not sold on the Saints and the Falcons, like I said. I think I have us in right now, Jonathan right now. And you know, I will know better after we play the Cowboys. But right now, I mean, our defense is just the the name of the game, dude. Our defense is, you know, leading in several major PPR categories right now with sacks, with, you know, um, you know, tackles for losses. They're just getting they're getting after it. Hassan Reddick, we got him from the Cardinals this offseason. Dude, he's he's on a tear, you know. I don't know. I I love the Panthers and what they're doing so far. We'll start three and zero, and after the Cowboys, I'll have to get back to you on how I feel about them. Yeah. So looking at just some numbers here, through the first two weeks, they've given up the least amount of points in the NFL. They've only given up twenty one points through two games, which is so hard to do at the NFL level. Mm-hmm. And talking about that defense, you know, two or three years ago, I believe it was two years ago, in the draft they drafted every round they took yeah. a defensive player, mm-hmm. and we're kind of seeing these guys develop. Uh, Derek Brown, the uh, defensive him. tackle out of Auburn, so he, he's awesome. Yes. He's really developed, and I think you know going back to kind of Sam Darnold here, he's got more weapons on offense th- than he had when he was with the Jets. He's got a better offensive line, so he's just in a better situation where, and then that, like he's showing like like why he was you know the number three overall pick and why he should have been the first overall pick, and. Yeah, I, I really like this Panthers team. I really like Matt Rule. I, I think that they keep rolling. Yeah, I think I think going to the Panthers was just a hard reset for him. He's like, okay, that happened. Time to start new. Joe Brady, I attribute Joe Burrow's most of Joe Burrow's success to Joe Brady. Just the way he calls the games. You know, I'm not saying Joe Bur- uh, Burrow's not a freak because he is, but Joe Brady, man, he's just after last year. Being only one year in as OC, he was getting head coaching calls left and right. You know, come be our head coach, come be our head coach. And he's like, no, like I want to stay in Carolina for right now. He's just a great offensive mind, dude. And he he just is crafting Sandron from the ground up. And he's been playing very clean games. You know, granted it's been against the Jets and the Saints, but he's been playing very clean. He's been doing what he needs to do to put us in a position to win. And I love I love the way the uh, Darnold experiment's turning out so far. I, I'm extremely happy with how it's looking. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I will say though, you, you got to give the Saints defense a little bit more credit than what you're giving them. They they did hold the Packers and Aaron Rodgers to, to three points in week one. I know, one. I know. That that's that that's a good Saints defense. Yeah, it and, is. Because like because just just like you, man. Like after week one, when they they beat the Jets, I was like, okay, easy game. Week one. But seeing them this last week really come out and dominate the Saints, I think said a lot about them. I like them to start four and zero. I I think that they'll 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 win this week. I don't. I'm not a Cowboys guy. I don't think the Cowboys are as good as what as what people think yeah, this year. Yeah. And so I, I I like the Panthers to beat them as well. So yeah, I'm looking forward to you, it. You dude. ready to move on? Yeah, let's let's dude. do it. To the toughest division in the NFL, they were an overtime. They were a Seattle Seahawks overtime loss away. From all four teams in the NFC West starting two and zero, which would have been crazy. I know. Let's start with the 49ers. So I'm I'm in on the 49ers. Look, man, and this is simply a I love Mike Shanahan thing. You know, Jimmy G is you know good enough. You know, right? You know, he's gotten him to a Super Bowl. He's on that very, you know, Jared Goff kind of level. As long as he he can stay healthy, I like this 49ers team. They're healthy again on defense. I am. I'm all the way in on this 49ers team. I absolutely love them. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't like betting against Shanahan ever. 
you know, even with a terrible banged up injury bug team last season, you know, he was still making magic happen the best he could. I like, I'm in on the 49ers this season. Here's why. You know, just the way you were talking about Bosa coming back, that defense is looking great. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's he's been great for the fir- first two games. You know, they drafted Trey Lance. I, I'm, I'm still convinced they didn't draft Trey Lance to, you know, start him right away or be a short-term solution. I, I, I still think they all firmly believe that Garoppolo has, you know, enough left in the tank to, you know, comfortably lead them through the games they need to be led through. The only thing I'm kind of looking at is the next few games. It, it kind of gets a little bit tough. They have the Packers, the Seahawks, and the Cardinals. You know, we will know truly who they are until – I mean, after they play those three teams, and but you know they just get they just get so creative with it. They get guys involved. Shanahan offenses—they're always the track record is just astounding. They're such a fun team to watch, and you know I think I think the 49ers, I mean, even though they playing in the division like the Seahawks and the Cardinals and the Rams, you know I still think they're they're going to do what they need to do to win. And I think that so far we've seen it through the first two weeks. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I love this 49ers team. They're playing great defense. You know, this last week, only giving up 11 points to the Eagles. I love their their linebackers. You know, Dre, Dre Greenlaw and um, Fred Warner, two of the best linebackers in the league, especially Fred Warner. That dude's an absolute demon on defense. Yeah. Absolutely love him. You know, they, they run the ball well. Debo Samuel is having a great year. Yeah, he is. He's been awesome so far, you know, these, these first two weeks. So, yeah, I'm – all the way in on on this 49ers team. Now let's get to, in my opinion, the best team in the NFL as of today, the Los Angeles Rams. I'm all the way in, dude. Like, I, I'm I'm all the way in. I love them. I think that them and the Bucks are in a class of their own right now in terms of completeness. You know, like when you look at this Rams team. Like, where's the weakness? Like, we know what they have on offense. We know that they're going to run the ball well. Obviously, Matthew Stafford looks great. We know we know the weapons that they have on the outside. Yeah, Obviously, I mean, you know, they have the best. They they have the the best defender in football in Aaron Donald. They've got the best corner in football in Jalen Ramsey. I'm I'm all the way in on, on this Rams team. Yeah, it's just it's like where do you draw the line? It's like all these NFC West teams are looking great, and. For the Rams to be standing out like they all they usually do, I mean, I'm I'm in on the Rams as well, and this is going to be such a tough division moving forward. But the thing I like about the Rams moving forward, their advantage over the other NFC West teams is like you said, I like their defense right now better than every other defense in the NFC West. It's close with the 49ers, but with a guy like Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey just patrolling that backfield, you know what? I mean, what more do you want? You know, that defense, man, it's looking great. And Matthew Stafford was the change they needed. They they were so limited, I feel like, by Jared Goff being there. Goff, I don't think he's a bad quarterback by any means, but Matthew Stafford has – he's been through the ringer in his career, hasn't he? He's, he's done – if it weren't for him, dude, the Lions might as well just never, never be mentioned again. He kept them relevant the best he could. And now he's finally stepping to that Sean McVay offense, just a match made in heaven. I mean Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. I'm so I'm so sad Cam Akers got hurt. I wanted him to I wanted him to yeah. go on a tear the season. But you know what do you do? You get guys like Daryl Henderson involved. You get uh, you get Sony Michelle in from New England. Sony Michelle. You know, yeah. just plug and play like all these freak freakish athletes on offense. And 
I don't see them getting outscored much. You know, even though they're playing in the West, no. I don't think they get outscored much this season. I don't either. And yeah, I, I like you. I think you hit you know the nail the nail on the head. You know, Matt Stafford, Sean McVay. That's a match made in heaven. And you know, it's it's he's gone. Sean McVay's gone from a quarterback in Jared Goff that he really kind of had to like hold his hand and help him. You know, kind of be the Jared Goff that we saw. Whereas with with Matthew Stafford, man, you, he's you know a, f- a full grown adult when it comes to playing in the NFL, right? Like, there's nothing in that he hasn't seen. And then he's got weapons on the outside, man. You know, yeah, they went out and they they drafted speed. They drafted a receiver out of USC, I believe, in the second round who can run. They went and they got Deshaun Jackson, who still got just enough left in the tank to stretch the field. And man, they are they are fun to watch. And yeah, like I said, like I think this is the the best team in the NFL as of today. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we see. If we see the Bucks and the Rams in a little divisional matchup, so you know I'm, I'm looking For forward sure. to it. It's just they're so fun to watch, and I love this Rams defense. I just can't harp on it enough how much I love their defense, and you know I, I'm I'm really excited to see how how they match up against some of these high powered offenses really taking form, and especially in the West. For sure. So closing it out here with another really good offensive team in the NFC West. The Arizona Cardinals. I'll let you go first here. I feel like I've kind of gone first on everyone except no, for the first no, no, one. So no, I'll let good. you go here. Dude. I don't I don't know how to say this without it making too much sense, but I'm out on the Cardinals, but that doesn't mean that they're a bad team. They're they're a great yeah. they're going to be I think they'll be the best fourth or third place team in the west in like nfl history dude like they cardinals are looking great especially after week one dude they were just terrorizing the titans and i love i love what cliff kingsbury is finally starting to be you know especially all these weapons he he took a page out of you know the rest of his counterparts in the west you know they just got they surrounded Kyler murray with as much talent as they could and you know and that defense, Chandler Jones is—he's so good, and I can't—I have nothing but good things to say about this. I love Isaiah Simmons, you know, uh, in the linebacker core. I love this team a lot, but it's just so crowded right now. And Russ is cooking in Seattle. The Rams are doing their things that we just talked about. Kyle Shanahan—you don't want to bet against him. Where do the Cardinals fit into all this? Is my question. How are you gone? It's just four teams from the West making the playoffs. That—that—that's just—that's unheard of. It's like someone yeah. has to be the odd man left out. And here's what I'm getting at. Someone has to be the odd man left out. And unfortunately, Cliff Kingsbury, he's just he's just the the new guy on the street. You know, and that's nothing against him. He's going to he's going to do just fine. But, you know, when you stack him up a guy, when you stack him up against Pete Carroll, Sean McVay, um and um Kyle Shanahan, I mean, dude, that that's a tall task. That's a tall task. And he just he needs he needs a little bit more time to get this team the way he wants it. And don't go don't get me wrong, they'll be great this season, but I just don't think they fit into the equation. I really don't. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. Like you said, the Cardinals, they're just kind of they draw the short straw here, you know, they're stuck in the, the toughest division in football. And yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think that they finished last in in the division. Which is such a shame because they would probably go win a bunch of these other divisions. Oh out yeah, there. no doubt. And 
man, I love them. Kyler Murray looks so good. But yeah, here's does. I'm kind of I'm I'm with you. You know, I think that you know when you look at divisions, you got to look at the the quarterback and, and head coach combo. And I think that when we look at the NFC West, the best the best combo would be probably Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford, followed by Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. And then I have so much respect for Coach Shanahan that I would probably put put him and Jimmy G third, and then Kingsbury and Murray last. And I think you're right. Like I think that when we look at you know McVay, Pete Carroll, and Shanahan, those are like Hall of Fame level coaches. Yeah. Whereas Kingsbury is just a good head coach, and I think that that's kind of where they they fall short. You know, it's, that's not really a knock on, on Kingsbury. It's more of a praise for you know th- these other three guys. So. I'm with you. You know, I hate being out on the Cardinals, but I do think that just because of their division, they will miss the, the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, that's all That's all it really boils down to. Like you, I couldn't have said better myself. If they were in any other division, you can't convince me otherwise that the way they're playing so far, that it won't continue and that they would they would run it and they would make they would make the playoffs comfortably. But it's just like they're just so – the odds are just so stacked against them with just guys that have proven to – lead their teams to the playoffs and the teams are just built for success and the Cardinals, you know, they're they're ready to win now. But it's just like the guys they're going up against are <laughs> have been ready to win and they have been winning. Yeah. You know, it's just like it's it's just such an unlucky draw. I have nothing but good things to say about the Cardinals. They're gonna be great this season. I've watched them play the first two weeks. I mean, they how they look good, but just just not not just not yet. Not yet. Yeah, for sure. I'm like I said, I'm totally with you, and I hate it, man. And the one thing that all four of these NFC West teams have in common, they're all super aggressive. They're all looking to make trades. They're all going out trying to sign guys in free agency, and that's why they're all as good as they are. You know, I think aggressive teams do better because they they have a tendency just to acquire more talent, yeah, and things of that nature. So, yeah, man, that, that's all I got. You got you have any more thoughts before we? Wrap it up. Just um, be praying for me and my Florida State Seminoles. I know this is an NFL episode, <laughs> but I was telling you before I hopped on the show, I'm living vicariously. It's a safe place. Uh, yeah, it is a safe place, and I appreciate that. <laughs> it's a safe place. I'm living vicariously through your Razorbacks this season. Um, Here we go. They've looked great. They've looked great so far. That Texas game, very impressive. I heard you talking yes, about sir. it on the radio the other day. Kind of brought a smile to my face. I'm like, I love Sam Pittman. You know he's he's a great he's gonna be a great coach for a long time and um, so I mean go Arkansas I guess they're my SEC team of the year um, that I'm cheering for so hopefully the Knowles can just have even half the success y'all are having yeah for for sure hopefully man the the Mike Norvell experience is not off to a great start no. to say the least no it's not but look man like you you you're you're in the ACC you know you're you're gonna get a few cupcakes in there hopefully that that you can beat fingers crossed my friend fingers crossed but hey thank you for having me on dude great episode plug your podcast man yeah hey guys if uh, if you're listening first and foremost listen to all Jonathan's stuff he's killing it i see firsthand that he's putting in all this work keep listening to my boy jonathan i promise he'll always deliver and if you if you have if you have a chance to listen to another one check out too many audibles me and my friends we we took a break we reloaded we're back we have a Discord now. We're, we're talking to all of you each and every day. It's fun on game days. Join us. Too many audibles. Sounds like it's uh, spelled. And so we'd love to have you guys on and give us a listen. It's always a pleasure, my friend. Yep. 
Oh yeah, for sure. They do great work over there. I love tuning in. That like I said, they do a great job. Bryce and all his buddies. They're they're awesome. They're super entertaining. Like I said, they're they're, they're great to listen to. So that's gonna do it here at Shooting the Schmidt. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you again, Bryce. Yeah, man, for, for sure coming on. And yeah, so I'll see you guys. I'll talk to you guys on Friday. We will preview college football Saturday and the the NFL Sunday coming up. So that's gonna do it here at Shooting the Schmidt. Make sure to go follow me on all social media at jschmidt underscore four. And yeah, once again, thank y'all so much for listening. This has been Shooting the Schmidt.